Do 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 do. Switch Mania Playcast. Welcome to episode 60 of the Switch Mania Playcast. The Puck Usode. The episode where we have all the technical issues that you guys don't have to worry about. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. This is just a normal recording. As long as we can keep uh, too. the internet's going, we'll, we'll be okay. <laughs> oh, Lord. Been a, another wild and crazy week here. <laughs> That's for sure. Holy cow. Yeah, they seem to blend nowadays for some strange <laughs> reason. It's maybe because we're all stuck inside. That could be it. Oh, yeah. Um, I haven't been inside at all all week. I've been working 12-hour days, not in my house. Been been actually at home less than I've been at work, but stuck inside. Yeah. Barry and I have been inside more than we've been outside in, like, the last couple months. Yeah. Gross. That's true. <laughs> so gross. Uh, I gotta love it. But that's okay. Yeah. So, um, this, will be the, this will be the first episode for everybody that we're going to have a you know premium edition games focus on the podcast um mm-hmm. obviously everybody that's uh watching on the live stream and you can see on the title cards if you're listening on anchor um you know it's obviously we have a little bit more of a focus because the game of the episode is also our first game which is available right now at premiumeditiongames.com uh super blood hockey those that are have been interested, um, the shipping is about half of what it was when it launched because there was a website snafu. Um, so those that were domestic and interested, it is available and shipping is normal. It's fun. It's always good when you you work out those bugs. So shipping, yeah, it's great. Now that we can offer first class shipping, I mean, it goes as low as four dollars depending on where you live. So definitely much much more in line with what it should be. So if you you know, we're on the site on day one or day two, and you haven't been back. Now's the time. Yep. It's always the time. It's time. always the time. Exactly. So, um, also, Switch Collector is still for sale. It's at HagensAlley.com as well as PremiumEditionGames.com. Each site has less than 40 copies left, so it is about out of stock. Um, we are working on Volume 2, though, uh, that will work out in between game releases. Mm-hmm. Um, and as always, five-star ratings and Apple Podcasts are always appreciated. You can still leave a message on anchor.fm slash switchmania if you want to record a message for us. Uh, it could be about the podcast or even about the games. And our company or whatever. Maybe whatever even you something are. you want to see in uh, in Volume 2. Because I know I've already been getting a lot of questions as to, so when is Volume 2 going to be going up on Kickstarter? When is it going to be starting? I'm eager for it. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad. I mean, that means, you know, the the volume one was well received, which is what our hope was. And it's fun now because year two is where we start all the Indian limited publishers. Yes. Uh, so it's going to be a really interesting year. Cause I mean, year two is really where the switch just started ramping up and it really hasn't slowed down since then. Year one was the nice, like calm, everyone could collect kind of year. And year two is where it's like, haha, we just, uh, surprise. It was very deceptive. Yeah. But like you just mentioned about questions, um, that's another thing you can do on Anchor. You know, ask us a question. We'd love to mm-hmm. answer. Yeah. Absolutely. And just so you know, too, on um, Discord, we do have a Premium Edition Games Discord. Uh, there's a mm-hmm. lot of requests over there, as well as just everybody chatting about Switch games, which is always fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's happening in the news, everybody? Barry, would you like to start? 
Oh, you got the big topic. Just go. You got the big topic. So the Indie World Showcase uh, premiered earlier this week. It was you have to. My my days blend together. Was it Tuesday or Wednesday of this week? No idea. It was too. Wow, that long ago. So this was about a twenty-minute presentation where they really focused on. For me, I mean, I think most of them for me were new indie titles that I did not know about. Maybe I'd seen one or two previously somewhere, but, you know, they really showcased a lot. So what I did is, as usual on Twitter, I had uh, live tweeted it. And let me see. And I, and I made a list. So live I mean, I'm tweeted. <laughs> I live tweeted. So every time they showed, you know, I took a screenshot. I wrote down the name of the game when it would be available um and we could go through it and then maybe we could just talk about some of the highlights as we go through but you know mm-hmm. if you didn't watch this it's on nintendo's youtube channel i highly recommend that there's some fantastic games and some of them were like surprise drops right on the eShop after it aired so i know you know just from seeing all the feedback people are already downloading some of them have beaten a few of the games already and it was awesome i mean i really it was such a strong showcase um so before we go through the list, uh, Barry, Jeff, did you watch it? Um, Jeff, I know you didn't watch it probably when it aired, but did you get a chance to see it afterwards? Oh, I absolutely watched it afterward. I also listened to the Nintendo Power podcast afterward where they interviewed one of the game developers. Um, so mm-hmm. it's super cool. But as you go through the games, like we'll just talk about the ones that really stood out for us. Yeah, so I'm just going to go in order, um, and then I can also give the release date uh, of when you could expect it. So the first one was Hades, and that's fall 2020. Any comments on that one? That one looks really cool. I'm I'm excited for that one, personally. I I think that Hades looks really awesome. Um, I like how it's the same same company, or the same developer that did Bastion, um, mm-hmm. and it's and Transistor, and has, you know, really cool... Those games had a really cool aesthetic to them, and mm-hmm. from what I heard, it's like taking the best of all those games and rolling it into one. It's like a 30-hour experience or something, so... Wow. I know it's That's on awesome. Steam, so I'm definitely looking forward to just um, checking it out. Mm-hmm. I, I have to say, like, the word indie for me feels very different from what it used to be, because I, I saw some of these games... They don't feel like indie games. Like, yeah, they may oh, be from not. small studios, but I mean, they're like, and to me, a lot of them are triple A. I mean, they just have such high quality to them, um, rich story, and it's just, it's amazing that it's like these small indie developers just making these like masterpieces, honestly. Um, so to me, indie just feels like a whole new category nowadays than what it used to be. I agree yeah. with that. You know, the indie scene used to be just like two or three guys in a garage mm-hmm. making game uh, and now it's you know full-blown studios that just happen to be small or just don't you know n- now it almost feels it's not about the amount of people even in the studio it's about the budget like AAA is just really talking about how much money behind it mm-hmm. and you can make some really amazing games on a low budget and that's just really what indie means at this point <laughs> it also yeah. shows me that nintendo um what they consider is indie isn't necessarily now what we consider all being part of the community as indie which is interesting right right yeah so the next game um i did not know about this one and then i read up on it after but it's called hypnospace outlaw and it's actually coming out next week on the 27th and this one um i started reading a little bit but it's pretty much taking place in the 90s on the web like it's just it's insane. Like you're 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 on the so apparently what happens and I'm probably gonna butcher this, but like when you dream, you can access the internet. Barry, correct me if I'm going off topic, but this is what I was uh, 
reading up on, but it's like all the different websites you could design like your own uh, place on like 1999, we'll just say like the internet. So it's just like those crazy sites, all made up companies, stuff like that. And it looks really cool. Like you're browsing like a 90s web in a video game. Um, yeah. And this one like caught me by surprise completely, but I'm like, you know what? Like I would want to check that one out. Like it's very different from any of the other games I think out there on the eShop. Uh, but it looked really cool. So I'd highly recommend you know, reading up on that one. Uh, I mean, next, I'd like yeah. to be able to go to like Tripod or GeoCities and make a web page again. Oh like, my gosh, know? yes. <laughs> Angel Fire? Angel Fire, yeah. All those <laughs> Angel Fire days. was a classic. Yeah. I had an Angel Fire yeah. page. I'm sure I, I had one. Um, the next one is called Spirit Fair, and that actually came out on the direct day, so on the 18th, it's on the East Shop. And this one is by Thunder Lotus, and I actually got to play it at PAX East uh, earlier this year. And it's really cool because... It's a mixture of an adventure game along with, um, I don't know what the genre is, so I'm just going to explain it. But pretty much you're this girl with a cat and you're helping people cross over. And it's really like um, artsy, like uh, hand-drawn, like cartoon graphics. But not like cartoon, like silly, but just like these beautiful paintings. And you're going around and you're doing quests for them to help them pass over. But at the same time, you're managing your ship where you're carrying them. So they're going to live on your ship. You build relationships with them. You see them interact with each other, and you keep expanding your ship. So, you know, you're building, like, another deck level. You're building another place for the people to live. And it's really cool. I mean, it, it's – it's I, I would highly recommend it. And I will say, like, as we go through these, so many of these, like, you know, us as a company, like, I'm really hoping we see physicals. I'm hoping we get to do physicals on some of these because <laughs> they, they're, they're that amazing. Oh, yeah. Uh, for sure. Okay. So next one is Garden Story, and that's coming 2021. Someone want to explain that one? That one kind of, it didn't catch me. It was one of the few that, it it looked like it was a really interesting type of game, but not one that made me get excited like some of the other ones. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so. Yeah, and no, I mean, I don't have a whole lot of depth on a lot of these games, so if you're going to ask me to explain it, I can make up a story based on the title. <laughs> no, no, no. So, uh, <laughs> I'll take a stab so at it. No, no, no. So you traverse a vibrant island to combat invasive rot, inspire its inhabitants, and rebuild your home. You won't have to do this alone. Fruity friends await, ready to lend a hand. Uh, it looks cute. Um, Again, yeah, same with me. Like, it's not my type of game, but... I'm sure it's going to appeal to a lot of people. Uh, the next one was a, a two-for-one. It's Subnautica and Subnautica Below Zero, hmm. uh, both coming out early 2021. Interesting. That one That one I thought was interesting because it is absolutely on Xbox Game Pass right now. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to check it out just to see if I dig it. Um, hopefully, though, because that one looked really cool. I hope I hope we see that one come out physically as well. Yeah. Um, the next one is one that I've already seen at least one person in the Switch tag every single publisher, us included, uh, begging for a physical. So you know that's a good sign when they play the game, already beat it, and just love it so much they want to own it physically. But it's called Takeshi and Hiroshi. Um, so that also dropped on the direct day, so on the 18th. And just really quick, uh, it combines the two worlds of puppet animation and role-playing game. It tells the story of two brothers and their daily life, and it's your goal to make Hiroshi really enjoy his game. Uh, let him meet big challenges, but preferably to prevent him from losing. He has to choose which monster shall appear when and struggles more and more as the challenges for him as a 
extremely difficult. Uh, it looks really cool. It's not that long of a game. You know, I asked my friend when he beat it. He said it's a few hours, but he said the story was just amazing. Like, he's ready to replay it already. And, you know, this one caught my eye because of the an- the the animation for it. But it looks awesome. You know what's yeah. crazy, too, is that it seems like as JP's going, sometimes he overloads my internet and completely pauses for about a second. So it's his yeah. side, everybody that's listening, not not our side. Yeah. But no, <laughs> so moving I, forward, I will say the name of the game, and I will let you two talk. Oh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make something. Did you want to say something, Barry? I was going to say with Takeshi, um, the, the I like how the game itself is like this two D, you know, RPG. But when you're outside, it almost reminds me of like a claymation or like those mm-hmm. old like Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer kind of. I think I posted a GIF. It was like Davy and Goliath. Okay, Davy. That's what it reminded me of. <laughs> is that claymation? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my. All right. So the next game was Raji, an ancient epic, and that also dropped on the 18th. That might be my game of the uh, the whole uh, indie direct for sure. I just loved the different cultural aspects, and seemed like the developer was really into it. Yeah, yeah. that was my game of show. In fact, when I'm watching that, my wife literally picked up her switch and bought the game (laughs) digital only she bought it so she's already played i've watched her play a little bit of it she's having a great time really enjoying it um you know i might take her switch and play it as well (laughs) it just looks really good yeah it does (laughs) so the next game was bear and breakfast coming in 2021 and it's a management adventure game where you play as a well-meaning bear trying to run a b&b in the woods uh they look cute uh any comments on that one I've seen this one compared to Animal Crossing a lot. Yeah? Okay, that's interesting. Interesting. Yeah, because I thought you were going to say Barry in breakfast. <laughs> I probably should have. Um, <laughs> From now on, that's what it is. <laughs> so the next one is called A Short Hike, and that also dropped on the 18th. And here, hike, climb, and soar through the peaceful mountainside landscapes of Hawk Peak Provincial Park. And along the way, you meet other hikers, discover hidden treasures, and take in the world around you. Yeah, interesting. This was another one that I, I saw a lot of people uh, comment on. Yeah, I like this one. I like the exploration aspect. It almost almost gives off a 3D platformer vibe, in a sense. Mm-hmm. So the next one is coming out 2021. It's called Card Shark. Uh, this one really uh, got my attention because... Um, so it's a tale of deception through the 18th century Europe or the comprehensive catalog of card tricks and other deceptions employed by the Comte de Saint-Germain as described in Memoir saint Perrault. But pretty much you are you're, the whole like basis around it is you're playing this card game where you do have to cheat. And I just thought it was really cool because um, yep, there's been, you have real card manipulation techniques and, <laughs> and mini games with a roguelike progression. I think it looks cool. I, I like this. I wonder how many people... Like, do you remember back in the 90s when Tony Hawk's Pro Skater came out? And we all played it. And we all loved it. And everyone yep. felt like we can skateboard now. Yep. Like, yep. we could totally skateboard like, <laughs> and do all these tricks because we did it in the game. And obviously we couldn't. So I have a feeling people are going to play this game. And they're going to... You know, because these are real-world tricks. And they're going to get, like, overconfident. And they're going to get in real trouble trying this out in real life. <laughs> I mean, for me, I, I wasn't quite sold on it. But I'm going to have to play it, for for example, before I uh, mm-hmm. before I know if I'm going to like it or not. Because, again, it gave me vibes of the card game. Uh, the, what is it, the games that just came out that we covered? The 50, Action 53? 
<laughs> yeah, clubhouse. <laughs> oh, the clubhouse games? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the next one is Torchlight 3 coming fall 2020. I personally have not played the Torchlight series before. Have you guys? Yes. No. You have, so, Barry? All right. I did. Uh, Torchlight, I wish, was physical. But the first game did go to Xbox Live Arcade when I was still collecting those games. So I'm a huge Diablo fan. I love <laughs> I love that style of game. So Torchlight is very much Diablo style. Mm-hmm. And the first game did something really cool. Um, it, it was almost a mimic of the original Diablo where you had like one town and then a dungeon going underneath it and it just kept going deeper. And you would teleport back to town to sell and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, buy new equipment. And it was always random whenever it was in the shop. The Torchlight 1 was like that, except you had a pet with you. And the pet, when your inventory was full, you can give the items to your pet and the pet would go back to town sell all the stuff bring you back the money but the pet also fought with you so when you sent it back to town you were now without your pet until it got back and it took mm. a couple minutes and it was really cool because it, it didn't interrupt the flow continue exploring without oh hold on gotta go back gotta sell mm-hmm. all this. and i didn't play two but from the trailer to three it made it seem like they took the pets out of two because they, they highlighted like pets are back right and it looks amazing and I really hope that that one does come physical. That was my number two game from the show. Mm-hmm. And I, I love Torchlight, and I really would love to play three. Oh, I just I just know for a fact, though, that I would not have time to even remotely try to get into it. So that's where it's like, uh, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the next game dropped also on the 18th. It's called Manifold Garden, and it's a game that reimagines the law of physics. You rediscover gravity and explore a beautiful Escher-esque world of impossible architecture. It looked cool. I like puzzle games. Uh, this one definitely has that aesthetic to it. Um, definitely trippy, but I think I think it looks cool. I, I would want to try that one out. That one kind of gave me a headache. Yeah. Trying to figure out how many stairs were going the right way. <laughs> it's <That's> infinite. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next game is called Evergate. Also dropped on the 18th. Uh, you. Awesome. Unleash extraordinary power and dive into the touching store, story of two kindred spirits. So it's a 2D puzzle platformer from P-Cube, and it is getting a physical. I think it's on Amazon France or Spain right now, but uh, yeah. there is already a pre-order, so we should be seeing that one physically, which is nice. Um, that one reminded me of Ori and the Blind Forest very mm-hmm. much. Like I thought it was Ori 2. Uh, and I was like, <laughs> oh my god. And I was like, no, this isn't Ori, but it's, you know, white spirit. and It does look good, though. Nice. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. next game. So that was yeah. the one that looked like Ori in the Blind Forest. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that one did look pretty cool. I did, I didn't know exactly what the mechanics would be like, but yeah. It, it reminded me of, like Ori and I don't know if you guys played the game Lightfall on the Switch, mm-hmm. um, where you where you jump and you can make your own platforms as you jump, and that's part of the trick. And this is what kind of what it was. It was like you're floating and like you broke these crystals and made a platform for you to land on. Okay, that could be fun then. Yeah. So I think this is at the point now where they like sped up their their direct and they just like bombarded you with quick trailers after trailer. Um, I actually had to go back I think two or three times to catch all of them because I just felt there was yeah. like there so was much. Which one was, game which in there thing. that I reached out to you guys that I thought looked really cool. One of the games in that whole trailer span. I don't remember which one. Once you go over it, I'll remember that. Sure. So the next one is called Haven. And that's coming 2020, uh, date to be determined. And it's an RPG adventure that you could play solo or co-op, 
huh. with a special someone. Um, you know, I'm looking special. at it. It looks pretty cool. Like a special someone. <laughs> your special. Someone. That's literally what it says on the eShop. Your special someone. Special someone. Not a lot to do like, with anybody else's not special. On the yeah, like, that's right. What do they do? Like, if two enemies decide to play the game, does like one control or electrocute the player or something? Like, no, you are not a special someone. Yes, yes. Took a dark turn. Exactly. Very dark turn. <laughs> <laughs> so then on September 24th, we have Going Under. It's a satirical dungeon crawler about exploring the cursed ruins of failed tech startups uh, in uh. the dystopian city of Neo-Cascadia. You wield office junk as weaponry. I mean, that I, I like that because you already know it's going to be funny. Uh, and it looks funny, too. So I'm just like looking at the screenshots. And that would be one that I would check out. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. I thought you were talking about America there. Sorry. America, no. Um, so the next one going is dark coming out. What's going dark? Bear keeps going dark with this. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> He's getting darker. <laughs> so let's let's bring it back into the autumn 2020 where we see Red Lantern. Now this one has been shown before. Um, yes. and, I, and I think even at PAX, I remember it was in like the indie booth. Uh, it looks really survive the Alaskan tundra in this story-driven survival adventure game as you find your way home with your team of five sled dogs. But it looks it looks pretty. This so that game, one, uh, I can't play. I, you can't I play this one either? Trailer, like when it first came out, and the, there was like a woman discussing it, like the lead, and it yeah. looked fantastic and great. And then there was a scene with the bear attack, and you like on the ground, and the dog pr- trying to protect you, and the bear swiping the dog. And I'm like, I can't play this game. I can't play a game where animals are getting hurt or killed that you like grow an attachment to. I, I mm-hmm. can't. Like, I'm too much of an emotional person. I will cry. <laughs> I don't want to cry when playing a game. Mm, Fair enough. Interesting. But that means it t- it it tugs at your heartstrings. Yes, it does. It it t- the trailer, that first trailer, tugged at my heartstrings. Yeah. But after losing it, like if you never had a pet, it, it might not have that effect. But when you have a pet, especially like a dog in this case, because it is a dog, and you lose it, and you you feel that grief. Like it's mm-hmm. not a fun feeling at all. I hear you. All right. So the next game mm-hmm. is coming September twenty third. It's called Unrailed, multiplayer game where you work together with your friends to build a train track across oh. endless procedurally generated world yeah this is one that just like again just like it was during that rush of them and like i have to go back and like watch some of these it looks pretty cool um again it's not normally my style of gameplay um so, but it could yeah, be for somebody else interesting jp is like you said unrailed and then your computer paused on you and then it came at micro machine man and us with the rest of your information <laughs> like, so if this is your first time listening to the podcast jeffrey is, will talk about my internet about a hundred times well it's because it's classic jp talk about it cuts out like halfway it, through your every history. time it's cutting out every time you talk jp <laughs> i I can't do anything about that, unfortunately. So Re- Reboot your computer before we record every time. I did. <laughs> I did. And then I did it again. Um, so next one is Struggling. And I'm just going to give the names at this point. So if you guys are able to uh, comment on it, I'll leave it to you. Yeah. But Struggling is coming out August 27th, so next week. Cool. All right. Good feedback. Uh, next is Inmost. I know nothing uh, about these games. Out. <laughs> Fair enough. Inmost is coming out. Today, August twenty first. Nice. I don't. I don't remember this. At this mm-hmm. point, it was just like they were. They were like rapid fire, and I didn't go back and rewatch. Yeah. Okay. So, Inmost is a cinematic puzzle platformer. Looks pretty cool. Um, next is She Dreams Elsewhere, and that's coming out early twenty twenty one. That was the game that I messaged you guys about that I thought looked cool. Don't remember why I thought it looked cool, but I thought it looked cool. 
It just caught your attention. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, what type of game yeah. is it? It's a surreal adventure RPG about... And the extent to which they mirror reality. <laughs> that was fantastic. Yeah, really. I like JP explained it, and then it paused on us. <laughs> I'm like, damn. Part is, it's like, and then silence, and then you just came back at the end of what you were saying. <laughs> well, I hope you uh, hope you like that. So next one is Grindstone, coming autumn 2020. <laughs> I don't remember Grindstone. Yeah, it's a hit puzzle battler. And then next one, second to last one is Goner 2. Mm. Have Goner either of you played two. Goner 1 before? Nope. nope. No? Okay. Um, it's, well, I explained it, but you probably won't hear it. And then the last one is uh, the Untitled Goose Game is getting a free two-player update. That mm. Yeah, so that should be fun. And that's uh, September 23rd. So that was the uh, Indie World Showcase. I believe, right? That, that, that update. Getting the physical. It, it will not be on the physical. Oh, uh, oh. No, I am 8-Bit had said that for people who buy the physical, you'll be able to download it for free. So it mm. doesn't sound like it's going to be on the cart. That's sad. Yeah. Why wouldn't they put it on the cart? Makes no sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. We don't We don't know. I find it funny because um, this actually came up in discussion earlier this week where um, uh, Limited Run Games had announced that they were you know, pushing back the release of Pandragor. Yes because of all the big updates that were taking place. And everybody was like, yes, great call. That's exactly, that's perfectly fine. It's the first time I'm happy to hear about a delay. Um, you know, good reasons. And then other people were like, I think there was like a meme or a joke somewhere, but it's like, but when they did it for Celeste, everybody complained. And it's just, you know, it's funny. I just, uh, maybe people are now really realizing that it's it's worth waiting for when you yeah. get more stuff on the cart. But um, yeah, it's a shame with IM8 that, that they didn't, for whatever reason, they're not putting this on, on the I'm, cart. The whole point of having a physical is for down the road when the servers are down and you could still play the game, hopefully in its complete form. So mm -hmm. down the road, if you want to play you know, Untitled Goose game, you could still play the single player, but you won't be able to play co-op. And I think that's a shame. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting. That was the rumored Nintendo Direct that we were hearing about a week or two ago that was going to come out. Like, that's what they considered. It's the Indie Direct, but that's what... We, we saw that coming, like, from a while ago from the leaks, so... Well, I will say that, um, interesting you say that, because I was watching an RGT85 video the other day, and he said that the last time this happened, where we had an indie, about two weeks later, we had an actual Nintendo Direct. Hmm. And then he also alludes to the fact that on Amazon, there's these Mario controllers now that are coming out September 1st and September 4th, which is just about two weeks from when this aired. So... Hmm. You know, everybody, I mean, he feels, and he, he's probably not wrong, that we're going to be seeing a Direct that's going to showcase the Super Mario 35th anniversary. And Skyward Sword. See. And Skyward yeah. Sword, because there's been multiple yeah. leaks now of websites carrying Skyward Sword. Yeah. We'll I mean, I think, I think it's great. You know, they're finishing up the uh, Wii U first-party games, and they're just going to start moving backwards to the Wii now. And yeah. that's perfectly fine. I mean, they can go all the way back to NES if they want. I mean, if they remove the gimmickry of... Skyward Sword and just turn it into a straight Zelda style? Oh, I mean, I feel like they would have to because if somebody has a, a Nintendo Switch Lite, are they going to have to dock it and play, you know, with their uh, like a That's detached Joy-Con on a small Can't screen? Yeah, I mean, I, I would personally prefer it if they kind of do traditional controls. Me too, I, or at least an option. Let an option, yeah, because that's how I would end up playing it, even with a, a full-size Switch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
It would so, be interesting oh. to see the battles too, because I know the Giram battles, you literally had to like swipe oh, a certain way, and it was annoying mm-hmm. as hell on the Wii because it was so in un- non accurate, mm-hmm. uh, inaccurate when you were doing it. So like, it would be interesting to see if they like streamline it, and you'd have to like do button presses. That might actually be pretty fun. Like I can understand when you want to have a game that has that kind of gimmick, but there should, but for like a Zelda game, I feel like that should have been an option. Absolutely. Well, the main selling point or the main drive of that kind of game. That's how they make those games, though. I mean, Nintendo will always build their games around some type of gimmick or style. And Mm -hmm. that's haven't made a new F Zero game since you know Sega did GX. They've they've actually gone on record and said like, we don't have any new idea for it, so we haven't made it. And Mm -hmm. people people like just give us more of the same, like new tracks. Oh, we'll be happy with it. Like, no, no. Like, that's why Star Fox Zero, they, they had to wait for that gimmick. And that's why that was in there. Every game they put out, Paper Mario, they've stated, like, every time there's going to be a new battle system. Don't that's like their it. facing it around. Um, and that's just it. Like, Nintendo never wants to just do the same thing. They, every game has to be unique and with its own thing and sometimes that works beautifully and you know and you get mario odyssey and you get breath of the wild and stuff like that and other times you get star fox zero and you get you know game and wario and you get mm-hmm. these games that are not very well received uh animal well, crossing though when they don't do that and they release an iterative title like mario maker 2 or new super mario brothers u deluxe or when they do Smash Ultimate or they do other things, they get criticized for not being, <laughs> not changing up the volume. And I you know, know, that's another thing. It's You're ironic. Right. But it's ironic, though, because then they're like, oh, it's just another game in the new Super Mario Bros. series. I'm like, yep, and I like it. <laughs> like, How many people have said, like, every Mario is the same? And it's like, really? Have you played every Mario? <laughs> not the same. No, not uh, at all. Every result is the same. No, they really are. <laughs> but that's just it like even even with mario it's like you don't necessarily need to change up that much like you know with cappy it was it was being able to control other characters and enemies and whatnot and that's that's perfect like that's a, a the right amount of change along with you know new worlds and whatnot but yeah i mean if we're gonna talk super mario really quick at odyssey i thought that was just a fantastic game and it was the first one that i've beaten like a full mario game in, in a long to time do a full like standalone episode on that sucker we should Mm-hmm. I I would go revisit. Like I did all, I got all the moons. I did all. I mean, at that point, I got all the the costumes. And I think since then they've done you know additional ones. But man, when that game mm-hmm. came out, I think I put in maybe fifty five hours into it. And that's like post with the post game stuff, which was just great. Yeah. Side of the moon. What a challenge. I mean, <laughs> as as we're in the middle of our launch windows, we may have to just revisit some classic titles we've all beaten. Just to absolutely like all of us have played or whatever. Just just because like it'll be yeah. easier to, to maintain because it's it's been hard this week to play. I'll tell you that much. Oh yeah. And this is a game that we're actually launching, and it's tough to play. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a busy time for us. That's for sure. Um. Oh. So that was. I mean, that was the big thing. So I think we should just go around. If you have to just. You know, you liked it, didn't like it. What are you, what were your final thoughts on on what they showcased? So Barry, um, I thought it was better than that direct they had that eight minute partner direct. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought I really think this was probably one of their better indie directs or nindie mm-hmm. directs or whatever, however you want to lump them. Uh, just a lot of great games. I've seen a lot of positive reception from it, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of surprises. Like you know, like. The Untitled Goose game, getting an update was cool. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, But 
but it wasn't like a new game. It was just an update. And you, it was kind of weird that they ended on an update, but still the rest of it just was filled with so many surprises. Yep. Like, I, you know, Torchlight 3, people didn't know about that coming to Switch. Raji took everybody by storm. Like, so many people, oh, my God, that game is yep. amazing. And that came out of nowhere. Uh, and I think that's – and a lot of Shadow Drops, too. That mm-hmm. also helped. I, I do. I probably will give this uh, probably around 8 out of 10, 8.5 out of 10. It was a really good presentation. Mm, I like arbitrary yeah. scoring systems that we have no, <laughs> no scale on. Per- no scale. That's just my personal. Barry, eight, I agree eight, with you. That's what point, I would give to. 8.27342. So, Jeff, what do you think about the direct? So I like when they do these indie directs. You get to see different developers get highlighted. Like Barry mentioned, the Raji is just one that like captivated a lot of people. You saw a lot of hype. It builds mm-hmm. hype. It doesn't get overshadowed by the big Nintendo titles. Um, I think it's the way that Nintendo's been going forward for a while now. Um, mm-hmm. And I hope we see more of them just because there's so many games coming out for the Switch. It's great to see some games get some focus. Yeah, I will say also, I should have written this part down, but I really like that a lot of them are timed exclusives now. I mean, they're coming out first on the Switch, which mm. I, I think is something that you probably wouldn't have thought about in 2017 when you know you, you knew that indies were coming out onto the system. But here we have these timed exclusives. And I think what was great about this Direct is in 20 minutes, you know, they obviously showcased a lot, but they also still had the developers and the team's talking during them so they show like a tease yeah and and to me that's always my favorite part i mean i I think i've said this before but this is why i love doing interviews in the past um because you get to know the story behind the games you get to know the people behind the games and then you you start building a deeper connection with the game because you know how it was made where it came from that passion and i love when they can when they can do that so and a good segue jp is that we're actually going to be rolling those out on premiumeditiongames.com with our own interviews with the developers of our games like i know we at least have sean who did the music and our cover art um for the game so that's going to be our first of many interviews (laughs) yeah and yeah absolutely i mean a lot of times, you know, you could read a description or a synopsis about a game, but when you finally hear the story behind it, how it came to be, the inspiration, I mean, it takes it takes an appreciation to a, a whole new level for, for me, and I'm sure for mm-hmm. a lot of other people. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so that was obviously, I mean, probably one of the biggest things from Nintendo this week, but was uh, there anything else you two noticed or want to talk about? Yeah. I have something. I got a couple, too. Okay. Barry? Um, I don't know if you guys have been following this um, this Epic versus Apple slash Google episode going on right now on the phone, but this is a pretty big deal. Have you guys seen this? Nope. I, I have a little bit, but why don't you give the, the wallpaper for it? So pretty much Epic made an update on Fortnite where it'll pretty much anything like on the App Store, if you purchase anything on any app, Apple gets a 30% cut. Mm. And the developers get 70%. So uh, Epic decided to make a new option where you can buy Fortnite bucks or whatever it's called through this other option on the app and save 20%. So they would get 10% more and put past the rest of the savings onto the consumer. Mm-hmm. Apple put this as breach of terms of service and pulled Fortnite. Shortly thereafter, Google did the same on Android. 
Epic came back and said, well, this is not against terms of service because there's a loophole because Fortnite is not just on your platform. It's on other platforms and people can buy on the Switch. Mm -hmm. They can buy Fortnite bucks and then spend it on their account on the App Store. So, you know, it's not really part of this. And Apple said, no, that's not the case. It's still against our terms of service. So Epic is now suing both Apple and Google. Meanwhile, Apple is not only countersuing, but is actually pulling all Epic games and access to the Unreal Engine from the App Store, which means people pretty much who develop their games using the Unreal Engine, their own personal little games, will probably not work anymore. So this is going to be pretty devastating to a lot of indie developers that fly on the App Store all all because of the stupid feud. Um, What are your guys' thoughts on this? Because this is pretty detrimental. Well, first of all, it shows the importance of physical. Because, (laughs) like, for real, if something like this happened to the Switch and they pulled all the eShop games that had a certain engine or something, like, literally everything that's on a physical will still work, minus the updates. Yeah. (laughs) But that's just, like, super important, though, that we need to see, like, more physical with with the gaming like that's just ridiculous oh i don't like your terms of service gone it's like yeah well fortunately i have a cartridge of fortnite yeah <laughs> actually with on the switch it's a download code i know that's the crazy part but no i mean i definitely had seen kind of like the headlines on this i, I didn't follow it to your extent barry but i will say yeah there's you know stuff at the corporate level but you clearly see in my mind at like a, a surface level that they don't care about the consumer in this in this matter. They don't care, like you said, about the developers. They are so ingrained in, in what they believe is right that they don't care who else, you know, is is in the crossfire. And yeah. that you know, things get to a resolution. I hope we see something soon. Um, but yeah, I mean this this could have long lasting impacts even if everything is restored, you know, uh, in the short term. Because you know, companies may also start thinking twice and they may start reviewing their contracts and their terms very carefully and they may opt for i mean this could be a, a disruptor in the industry I and mean, changes could happen because of this so ah. all right everybody from google and apple move over to the switch there you go <laughs> fortnite brings in like 1.7 billion or something like that per year on on apple or or something That's, like that it's, it's a lot of money and and of course apple wants wants a piece of that pie i mean they absolutely want their 30 percent of that that's a lot of money mm-hmm. and they feel and they're right i mean think about it if you could buy you know a dollar using the app store or for that same dollar you only have to pay 80 cents most people are going to pay the 80 cents and then that mm-hmm. will actually probably encourage them to buy a little bit more nope. and obviously epic makes 10 percent more on all those sales epic's going to make a ton and apple knows it and apple wants a piece of that pie <laughs> that's the whole reason this, this is all about money that's then yuki said it's, it's totally always anti- about money totally anti-consumer and Gross. it could you, like like uh, jeff said this could have some real lasting effects so it should be something to keep an eye on for sure mm-hmm. crazy what about you jeff what's your topics you want to talk about so one of them is is did you guys watch the netflix series high score yet Not- i I started episode one, and unfortunately, I started it a little too late, so I fell asleep. But yeah, I I don't even know how the I think I don't even know how this came. Up. Nope, I correct myself. My sister actually had sent me a screenshot saying, "Did it's like the number one." And I zoom in on the picture. I read the description, 
yeah, and it was I was just like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I want to be watching. So I I want to say I got like ten minutes in, uh, then I fell asleep, and then I've been busy, but I will watch it. I'm guessing you did. Um, I started it up too. I mean, I forgot that it dropped this week, so like mm-hmm. obviously I looked at it tonight, and I'm like, oh yeah, but we got to record. So yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. episode two for me is where I'm like, I don't want to jump ahead because it's going through the history, and it obviously starts with Atari. But yeah. episode two is the Nintendo. I think episode three is where you get into Sega, and I'm just and JP disappears. Kind of like the console wars movie that we were supposed to get. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Just so you know, JP, when you're getting hyped, you uh, you disappear on us. It's so funny. It's so funny. So, guys, if you can't hear me, that's just because I'm normally excited. Otherwise, I'll just be a droll. <laughs> it's, it's like, you know how there's different decibels that humans can't hear, but other animals can? When yeah. JP gets excited, he moves to one of those decibels. You know so what I, I like to think, Barry, is I like to think that he's talking at such a high frequency as he ramps up that he overloads his internet and has to pause to catch up. <laughs> Maybe. Apparently, um, I'm the first person in history. No, yeah, you're not you the are. first. <laughs> From what I've heard, I've heard good things about it. I've also heard criticisms. As a, they apparently skip over a lot of of things. Of course, um, they do. It's a documentary. With, they can't cover everything unless they want it to be like infinite time. But but I mean, like they they don't talk about Ralph Bear at all. You know, the inventor of Pong, um, and like. Things like that that shouldn't be glossed over, like important mm-hmm. figures. Yeah, but I mean, uh, welfare should be talked about. <laughs> was he? No, he should be. Oh, he should be. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Absolutely, like, he should be. And that's 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 where I'm. That's one of the criticisms I've heard from other you know uh, industry analysts and scholars. Um, but I do plan to watch it. We we were in the middle of Umbrella Academy when it dropped, so we just finished that season two. So now we'll probably watch that. Nice. nice. Yeah, and I, I watched that crazy power um, Netflix show with Jamie Foxx. Which, oh, I saw that too. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean, yeah. I was just watching in the background as I'm updating stuff. <laughs> um, the other thing that I um, wanted to talk about was Battletoads. So there's like a mm-hmm. double-faceted. Number one, it dropped. So it's on Game Pass. Um, played it. Got to the first le- the first uh, level end boss and I beat both of them and the because it's like ends up like the guy splits into two or whatever and it paused and it and I got a soft lock immediately on a brand new game. Oh, I did I did see somebody else posting that. That's probably me. Um, <laughs> but I like I literally did a video and I went all right yay <laughs> and then I'm like oh turn that off now let's go record the podcast. <laughs> um, but um. Also, the same, same other thing that dropped today is I Am 8-Bit is doing another one of their classic Nintendo re-releases. and So now only for $100, you can get Battletoads on the NES. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I have a CIP copy. Actually, I have a sealed copy over here of Battletoads. Do I, do I need to like put that sucker up on eBay or something now that it's like, <laughs> go get it water-graded and all that? Like, I mean... I just think $100 for a brand new NES game is just insane. I mean, I was getting criticized at $60 for a brand new developed game. And I'm like, they're doing it for 100 for a game that's already out. No programming. Yes, but it's a special need. color. That's true. There's two colors. You got a chase yeah. card. Yeah, I will. Um, I'll say that. I mean, there's nothing new with with them because they've done. I think the Mega Man. They've done. I, I want to say Street Fighter also. So this is you know, some, and I think Lion King as well. 
recently, yeah. but um, yeah, it's expensive. I mean, it's definitely a. It's definitely. I, don't even, I mean, do they even warn you not to play it? Probably. <laughs> um. What did you say, JP? Nothing. Did they warn you to what? Not use it in the original consoles. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing is, is that if that's going to melt your console, it worries me because the same guys are in the 6502 Collective or whatever it is that are doing homebrew games. So they just released Rolly. They've released Haunted Halloween. They've released Spookatron and other NES homebrew games. So if they have faults in their development of their games, that's kind of problematic since they're doing a lot of releases for the homebrew scene. And so they're going to... I've never seen a console melt from any homebrew. So I think that'd be pretty funny. So what did you think of the first level of Battletoads? Um, so interestingly, I didn't like the trailer at all when they when they dropped it. But the game itself plays fun. Um, there's a lot of comboing. You can literally tag between all three Battletoads as you play. Um, the, the art style looks cool when you're playing the game. Um, there's a lot of cutscenes and anime-style talking. Uh, London was in with me, my daughter, and she was, like, laughing because there was a spot where, like, they're introducing the Battletoads. They play the pause music at the beginning, by the way. Um, <laughs> and and when they talked about it, like, they introduced themselves, and they said, oh, the one is with the sunglasses. And he's like, and I'm the best kisser. And London was, like, cracking up because he said that, like, the joke. And I'm like, I didn't laugh at the joke, but my daughter did, so I'm like... Yep, it's not for me, the, the the humor. It's for the younger generation, which is cool. But, like, I was like, man, that's interesting, right? Like, Battletoads, when it came out, was a, kind of a riff off Turtles, which was geared towards the younger generation. You look at the 87 cartoon, it was definitely, you know, geared towards us. And now Battletoads, they, they can do that. They can gear it towards younger, you know, a younger audience, but us... That, are, that grew up with Battletoads, we're going to get it anyways or play it because we have the nostalgia. You know so what's it's interesting is that my daughter said something that kind of blew my mind. So my daughter's eight. She goes, oh, the Battletoads, is that just the, the copycat of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I'm like, how do you know either of these? Because <laughs> she's <laughs> and then, smart. And initially she asked me if it was Earthworm Jim. And I'm like, what? Like, you're, <laughs> I'm like, you're on YouTube too much. I like it. <laughs> so now she knows all that she's like name dropping stuff and i'm like you're only in third grade so this is, per- this uh-huh. is perfect this is perfect i would be proud be oh like, um, absolutely but she needs to start playing the damn games with me instead of just <laughs> gotta get her to play some of these games toads one on the nes no dinner to you do we move on to the game of the week what was the game of the week no uh, it's put out by some weird people i don't know did you they <laughs> oh no they're doing it physically I don't know there's some weird people oh some weird people people I think JP might know them yeah yeah they they seem okay ah the conventions but overall nice guys uh, we are talking about Super Blood Hockey from Loren Lemke and Digerati and physically published by Premium Edition Games yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> so Super Blood Hockey was originally released uh, on Windows in August of 2017. Uh, later ported to the Switch and released uh, last year, April 26th of 2019. It's a classic ice hockey video game. However, the gore and the blood are over the top. Over the top. 
Um, console versions added a franchise mode, um, and basically it focuses on the violent side of hockey. Uh, it contains overly exaggerated blood and violence, giving it a mature rating, heavily inspired by the NES release of Ice Hockey, using many of the mechanics introduced in that game. So it's a classic. So who wants to start with their, um, their experiences with uh, this week in Super Blood Hockey? Well, let's get JP go, because we know he probably didn't play it. Oh, <laughs> wrong! But thanks. <laughs> I did play well, this. Knight said, "Oh, I still need to play it." Oh, I know he at least did. The, I, he at least did I the mean, intro because he posted the intro. Yeah, no, I had played this. I mean, I I was late to the party, so I didn't play this really until I would say a few months ago, a little bit longer than that. So I didn't play it at launch, but I will say, I mean, the game is is fantastic. And yes, you know. Spoiler alert, you know, we're all fans. Spoiler alert. <laughs> publishing it physically, but but aside from that, we're going to explain why we love it. Um, and I'll, I'll go first, and then anyone can take over after that. For me, I did not grow up playing, you know, ice hockey or Blades of Steel on the NES. Uh, I wasn't even a hockey fan. But this game, the humor, the music, and the gameplay, for me, is what sold it. Um, right from the start, I mean, the game is just hilarious with its writing. Uh, I highly recommend everyone playing the tutorial first because it really breaks you into the game and tells you right up front, it's not going to be easy. You're not going to just, you know, go up to the goalie and score. You're going to have to work for it. And, you know, they show you the mechanics very quickly. It's like maybe five to ten minutes, and it gets you familiar with the game. And then when you go into franchise mode, to me, that, I mean, may have had one of the best intros ever. Um, so I'll just explain it briefly because, uh, you know, that's where the story is. And and and, and, and. and of, of like the RPG elements of the game. And then what? <laughs> you broke up. You're like, oh, and and. and broke up. Every time yours breaks up, I'm going to start going, whoa, every time it pauses from now. <laughs> Continue, Well, JP. you get three and then you're taking over. So, <laughs> so you want to join the league. You have no money. So what do you do? You donate an organ. So they hit you with a trank, and then they literally just perform an operation on you. <laughs> it was something I didn't even expect to see coming anywhere, and it was hilarious. All in, done in like cutscenes. Uh, so to me, right off the bat, I knew this is going to be a really fun game. Whoa! And the way that you get your team members is you... And Jeffrey, take over. <laughs> you said you got three. That was one. That was one. Yeah. I, I don't think I could last through three. So, Jeffrey, you explain. <laughs> well, I'm not explaining I'm gonna, the game. I'm going to talk about think, my experiences. I, like, <laughs> I think I'm actually going to drop off. I'm going to restart because clearly Maybe. something's happening cool. despite me restarting. So, goodbye, everybody. Cool. We'll, 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 we'll chat. Um, so, cool. essentially, um, Barry, I've been playing the game ever since we um, we signed the contract with, with Loren and Digerati. Um I've been playing every once in a while, and uh, being a hockey fan, I always play violent. So, like, I'll play versus, like, like buddies that actually play hockey, and they're tr- sitting there trying to skate, and I'll just run full blast into them and, like, check them and knock them down and take the puck, and they're like, hey, that's not how you're supposed to play. <laughs> and, like, I'll literally just crush them. And this game, like, makes you want to do that, which is ridiculous. Um, 
I absolutely did not play the tutorial, so I might have to just to <laughs> just to check it out because if it's like funny like that, where it shows you like how to kind of get your get your skating on, uh, that might be interesting because I'm almost to the point now where it feels like when I play, it's like stressful and random when I can score, which is yes. it's interesting because like. You can't just run up. You could. I, I've never been able to just run up, do a charge shot or a normal shot, and just score. I have never. to like fake them out, juke them. Um, I was having fun, and because there's like challenges, and in one of the challenges, there's twelve on twelve mode, and I'll like have them all come after me, and I'll keep circling behind the net. And they'll, like, chase me, and then I have everybody behind the net, and I just pass real quick and score. Like, that was one of my classic uh, scoring moves that I'll continually use. Um, I did mention challenges. I was able to beat a couple of the challenges so far. Um, there's one where you have to play, I think it's, like, eight to four. Eight, eight players to four players. And each time I'm, like, up and score, and then, like, they score, like, two at the end and kick my butt. I'm like, no! <laughs> um, what's interesting though is when you beat a challenge, you unlock an option, right? So, like, I have, I think it's puck elasticity. So if you put that all the way up, it shoots like a damn pistol out of a shotgun and goes flying all over the screen. Um, I've unlocked the player speed, so they're going all over the place real fast. Or you can you can do the opposite, and make everything slow, like as hell. Um, I've been enjoying That's for just- every. Hmm? You do like individual, right? What's up? You, you can't make like your team really fast and their team really slow. Just so no, just advice. it's it just changes the entire gameplay. Um, one thing because we have a direct lead to the developer. I did ask him like, man, I wish you would have unlocked like or in a challenge would have had like you could unlock more players in like default mode because the only way you can do 12 on 12 is with the challenge and technically it is still the default mode so you could still play like up to 5 minute periods but i was like man it would be pretty cool to be able to do it within all the tricks and everything and just have like 12 on 12 chaos mode um he did say he had a lot more challenges created um just there, there's just so much uh or so little time when you're a single developer is what he was putting out um but I ended up also doing franchise mode. Um, you know, got my organ taked out, taken out and everything. Um, ironically is, so I played the... Because what you do is, so you get all your players, you buy them literally from prison. Um, <laughs> you, like, go through, like, the roster, almost like playing cards, and you see all their stats. Um, I went mid-range with all those, so I kind of picked, like, pretty cool mid-range uh, players... And I went for low brain damage because brain damage is a thing, <laughs> and you can che- you can teach and choose how they train every day, which costs money because you have to pay them, as well as how they eat every day, and that'll change whether they get fat or skinny, and it changes all of their stats and what type of player they are. Um, and then what I've been doing is I haven't been doing a ton of it, and I've just like I sent them all to one thing. I went and you can like sleep and they train while you sleep and then there's game day and you play a game um, and going in line with the patch that we alluded to um, my team's called the Deathbringers of course <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I played the first game and I actually won by the skin of my butt 
but I lost a fight during that. And when I lost the fight, my one of my players got injured. And so like he's on his on a bed, but they they'll heal like after like a week, but they cost you money every day. Which oh, no. is yeah, and so then I had to buy another player because if you get to a game day and you don't have enough players, you get like disqualified or something. Something happens. I didn't want to check it. But you also can't go over budget. So if you lose all your money, something happens. So I was going through and I simulated the next like two or three days before the next game day, and I was I think I was within two dollars. Oh no. So I literally was able to get to the next game. I got to the next game and I was able to play it. And I ended up winning, I think, five to three. So then I got like another twelve hundred dollars or something. So I skated by. The next day, there's another game day, and that's where I'm at right now. But I went over and I wanted to check it out, and I pulled the plug on my player because he was costing me money. <laughs> he had like a sprained ankle or something. <laughs> I pulled the plug, and he ex- it exploded like Johnny Depp in the Nightmare on Elm Street. It just went blood went everywhere when I pulled the plug. Oh my god! Uh, but I, yeah, like it's freaking ridiculous. Though I pulled the plug on him, murdered someone, which is hilarious. Um, I did like how it, if you go through the um the coach's guide, it says, "Don't worry about pulling the plug on your players. Just make sure you toss them in the dumpster out back when you're done with them." <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, it was freaking ridiculous. But, yeah, so I, um, I've um i only simulated, or not even simulated, but I've only played through uh, two different um, games so far. I think a whole season is just one month from what I'm seeing, um, which is interesting. But, yeah, yeah but it's, it's super cool. Um, I have definitely not won. I've won both of my matches in franchise mode but in like exhibition mode uh, hell no i've been losing a lot <laughs> like I, I go through and i'm getting crushed sometimes because it's like it's pretty challenging um yeah so while we're still tap dancing what was your experience bear um so yeah i i've been a fan of hockey my whole life and i was uh you know blades of steel and a nice hockey um uh, played a ton back you know in the nes days and you know a lot of the nhl games on the super nintendo and the genesis and uh, even like the gamecube when i'm on launch day i got like nhl hits 2002 on oh, the, the the uh 360 came out one of the first games i got was nhl 2k6 like i always enjoyed you know hockey games and since the switch didn't have any it was kind of sad but this really scratched that itch like this was a pleasant surprise because I didn't get it as early as you did, but when I did get it, uh, I started with exhibition, did the training in exhibition. I was like, all right, I'll just do this, and it was tough, and I won. I was like, okay, well, let me try franchise mode now, and franchise mode really was amazing because they had something similar in NHL hits where you could do a franchise and you could build up your team and the stats and all that stuff. And I used to play that all the time, and this very much reminded me of it. To a different degree, with with all the training regimens and feeding, and um, and obviously the, the the battles and stuff. So I went in first game, we lost, but I wound up injuring one of their players and killing another one of their players. <laughs> so so I I lost, but damn it, I made them pay for the loot, <laughs> you know. And it was funny because when when the guy dies. 
he just stays there. And when they when they're when they're gravely like when they're lightly injured, they're they're off for a short bit and they'll come back. Yeah. But when they're gravely injured or dead, they're permanently gone. You will forever play. So I was playing four v two at the end, but only like thirty seconds. I couldn't score because it is tough. But it was just hilarious. I've absolutely like not killed somebody, but gravely injured them, and then I shot the puck, and it bounces off of them. Yeah, <laughs> but, but I actually killed them. I'm like, oh my god, I killed somebody! Right? Screw you for getting me to lose. So I lo- actually lost my first two games in a in a franchise, but the players still gained stats. And then I came back, and I started winning. Oh, well, actually, that game that I did lose, I actually lost it in overtime. So did you run out of money at all? No, I haven't run out of money. Man, what my did I do? My players have been good, though. I got, I got, I got players with, with uh, low brain damage, and they've they've just won every fight. Like we just beat the crap out of all the other teams, um, and it was funny because um, it's unlike unlike real hockey. Um, it it is just a win loss ratio, which I kind of don't like. I kind of wish they used the point system because in real hockey, if you go into overtime, you still get a point. Yeah. And then if you win, you get two points instead of one. Um, so my overtime loss didn't give me anything. It still counted as a loss, which which kind of sucks because that's just not how hockey is. But then I went, like, my third game, I went up against the second-place team, and I beat them. <laughs> so I was like, okay. And it was North Korea. I was like, oh, great, I'm fighting North Korea. <laughs> and it was just – it was hilarious, though. It's a lot of fun, the, the, the actions over the top. You beat the crap out of everybody. Um, but it is difficult. Like if you're used to doing like quick one timers and scoring, like in the NHL games, um, you cannot do that here. The goalies are just really brutal, um, and they will they will destroy you if you get close to them too. Um, yes. But I really think this is a game. If you are a hockey lover, I think you should definitely play this. And I'm not just saying that because we're putting it out. Um, it is awesome. <laughs> it's I mean, there's awesome. a reason why we're putting it out. Like, it's like exactly. a gem. Like, it's it's just one of those things where we're bringing an experience of finally getting you know, a, a new school style awesome hockey game on the Switch. There's only really a couple hockey experiences on the Switch, period. One's part of a party game. Another one's on a Namco collection. Um... And it? that's it. Yeah, the Kunio Kun Classics has Iki Iki Hakibu on it, which is also an RPG hockey game, which is fun. Um, but like that, but th- this one is like amazing. Like it's just like brand new polish of fresh paint and really crazy action, and it's over the top gore. Just modernizes it. And shows like the classic style that Loren did. Cause you can tell he loves ice hockey and classic games, and then he just added so much flavor to it. Yeah, there's there's a lot of love to this game, and the, and the humor is definitely on point. And my guess is, if you run out of money, you probably sell another organ because you like you sell a kidney, and it's like we took one your left kidney, but you still have your right kidney. So my guess is they take your right kidney if you run out of money, and and you either you know run out of organs or you <laughs> you uh run out of money i don't know we'll see so uh but yeah th- there's just there's some other things i don't know if anything will happen like you can leave your building i don't know if you've tried that no you leave your building. yeah there's a uh you're going to uh there's like a little alley like you walk outside and it's like dark no matter what time it's always dark and there's there's like nothing out there and i don't know why um, or what it's for. 
Oh my goodness. Like, yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I think that there's some classicness and, um, somebody posted Crunchberry in the, uh, chat, which literally is Barry's face now on, on the Crunchberry. Barry hates it, oh, don't yeah. you? <laughs> so our Discord, if anybody's listening, is, is classically hilarious. Like, I, I don't... <laughs> it's because you do this on purpose. Because you get your sick dollies out of it. <laughs> hey, now we have a uh, berry that we could utilize for the next direct. This is perfect. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually sent Zaru another message today on both accounts. And still nothing. I don't know what's up. We need to ask Sarah if he wants to do an interview, too, because he literally did art that's part of uh, Direct, so he's part of the um, part of the uh, company, <laughs> whether he wants to or not. No. He, um, he's definitely a cool dude. It's great. He's probably live-streaming, too. He live-streams every day. Um, but, yeah, so uh, JP's computer apparently is from 1998, so takes an hour and a half to reboot. You notice mine took, like, two minutes to reboot. I have a modern computer. Um, we can sit here. Um, obviously, we have a high recommend of this game. Otherwise, we wouldn't be publishing it. I mean, that's a that's a given for Super Blood Hockey. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, we, yeah. we have off. We're still waiting for him because we want to give him the thing. We we actually did not discuss for next week's we did not discuss what ne- what the next game is going to be um i was on a call with jp and i mentioned a game that will we're, we're we uh, both said would be cool one to cover because jp actually beat it recently so we know we already played it so we didn't have to play it this week and we can't dab with disappointment uh we're gonna do uh the evil land collection uh that was released by super rare games so that's gonna be a really cool one i'm almost done with evil land too so that'll be good Excitement. Yeah, Evil Land 1's a really short experience, and then Evil Land 2 is a epic, ridiculous action I'll RPG. Like, I have to buy those digitally, because I don't want to open up my super <laughs> ones. Oh, going we up. found a game that Barry didn't play. <laughs> I didn't play it's, them all. Yeah, they're fun. They're fun now. Um, so let's go over um, a little bit of nuances when we come to... Um, come to the switch right now because like of course we got the the game releases launched um we fixed a lot of little issues here and there we're about to start like massive like everybody should be seeing premium edition games all over the internet's pretty soon um yeah we're, we're ramping up uh very shortly um and we're gonna wait for the dollar challenge till jp um and his 1998 computer uh, that's running windows 95 gets rebooted <laughs> Um, so I guess we could go over what we've got in, and JP can then talk about his 100 games that he got in in the last week. Um, interestingly, I did get in the Evercade, finally, that I pre-ordered a long time ago. Oh, nice. Yeah. Did you uh, the 10-pack of all the games and stuff? Yeah, I got the 10-pack in the case and everything. I, I pre-ordered it in, from Europe a while ago, and so the only game I opened up and played, uh, I played it for a little bit, was the Mega Cat Studios Collection. Um, How'd you enjoy? Uh, there's a, so there's a little bit of lag, but it's not bad. I like the feel of the actual handheld in my hands. It's it's nice and large. It's almost the size of a Switch Lite when it comes to like width, but it's a little thicker, so it actually fits your hands real nice. Uh, the buttons feel nice. There's little clicky L and R's, of course, but um, the buttons feel good. The only reason why I know there's a little bit of lag is because I was playing this game called Super Painter. 
and mm-hmm. I have it also the ROM uh, because it was part of a competition for Nestev. So I have the ROM, so I was playing it before on an actual Nintendo, and it's like perfect like jumping, whereas now there's a tiny bit where I was getting hit by enemies, and I had to get used to it. Um, interesting, too, is that they did. I did get the newest firmware, which is, I think, 1.20 that was on my console, so you can remap the buttons, but ironically is you can't remap the NES buttons. So the games have to support it, and even on the Megacast Studios collection, the Sega Genesis games that they had, you can remap those buttons, but like A, B, and C are right where they need to be. Whereas the NES, A and B are A and B, or B and A, and I would like them to be where they fall naturally for like Super Nintendo, you know, the X and the B, or, or whatever they are. I think it's I think they're backward, they're X, Y, and A, B. And so I would like them to be there, but I can't remap those. So, like, literally, the ones I would want to remap are not the ones I can remap right now until they put it in the actual um, BIOS, which I don't think they're going to do. I think they're going to keep it inherently on the cartridges somehow or within patches or something. It's it's interesting how they do it because you would think they could just do everything with it, with the remapping. That was kind of my selling point, though, was like, oh, well, I could take all these retro games and remap the buttons. Um... Did you actually play yours at all yet, Barry? Yeah, I, I messed around a little bit with it, and I, I really did enjoy it. I mean, is it perfect? No, but it's definitely ambitious and a lot better than it could have been, and you could tell there's a lot of love and care with mm-hmm. it, and I'm, I'm going to be getting all, all the games that come out for it. Um, it's just really nice to have a brand-new handheld in mm-hmm. you know 2020 that's not from the big three, because... That's one of those things I specialize in is the history of handhelds. And yep. so many people know the, all the Game Boy and the Game Gear and, you know, Nintendo and Sega's handheld rivalry and maybe the Turbo Express. And then obviously Sony with the PSP and the Vita. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's it. Like, Microsoft never got in. There's only been those those companies. And it's like, no, there's a host of other companies that have done handhelds even before, you know, Nintendo and even Atari with the Lynx got into it. And that's, to me, always been the, the fun. You know, I, I love the mainstream handhelds. I think there's just some charm to the the underdog trying to get in and trying to get their piece of the pie and a lot of innovation and sometimes really crappy stuff, too. But it's really mm-hmm. cool to see Evercade uh, being that right now, that underdog, that, you know, non-big um, big three just, you know making a scene and and here's the kicker like in 2020 it would be so easy for them to do like an emulation handheld there's tons of those that doesn't use physical media but to be 2020 you know come out as an underdog as, as a, a smaller company and do physical media is amazing and i absolutely want to support that yeah and it's cool uh, they have collections um the one thing is is that all their collections the art is just like the box art and stuff for most of them um, we're about to see a pretty cool side collection with Tanglewood and Xenocrisis, which I think looks yeah. really rad. Um, and I definitely be- pre-ordered the Oliver Twins collection on the Kickstarter from Chris Wilkins back in the day, which is interesting. So it'll be crazy to see when that actually comes out. Um, and then they're doing some Lynx games in the future too, which I'm not sure if I'm going to get or not, but I might because it's on the Evercade because you got that backlit screen now. I don't know yet. Don't know yet. But um, so I got that in. 
Um, and I only got in one Switch game this week. Well, tec- oh, technically two. <laughs> I got in <laughs> the Darius Cosmic Collection arcade and console. Oh, nice. That's still strictly limited. Yeah, strictly limited. It was sitting on my um, on my porch, um, and they do number them in the back with like a printing um, on the back of them. So this is released twenty seven by Strictly Limited. Um, I do like the Darius games, so it was cool to get them for sure. They came with the little pins outside of the uh, cartridges. I just got the regulars. I didn't get anything special with them. Um, because I've been on my buying freeze for a while, so I've, um, I'm getting in, like, backlog stuff that I've pre-ordered a long time ago, which is pretty crazy, and then I'm gonna be one of those people, just like some of the, uh, listeners, where I'm gonna be utilizing the Switch Collector books myself just to figure out what I need to collect still, which is gonna be fun. I, I love going back to old systems and, like, snapping, snatching up, like, classics and figuring out like what I don't really know about. Um, being in engaged with the books, though, I'm gonna be like have to forget about what I wrote about, which is interesting. That's gonna be like tough to do because I have to like play and write about everything, um, which is crazy. Um, so uh, what'd you get in, Barry? Um, so yeah, I got in uh, nowhere near. I'm sure what JP got, but uh, <laughs> I got my Memory of Us. Uh, finally came in from Red Art. Um, I got not one, but two My Universe My Babies, because apparently I had it on Amazon and Best Buy, so I have to return one of them. Uh, I got my Mountain Rescue Simulator that uh, from Europe. Uh, and then today I got the Okana, um, the Four Rhythms Across the Blue, um, mm. the P-Cube uh, Day One Edition. And I also got Fight Crab with the CD from uh, PlayAsia came in today. Oh, cool. You have to let me know what how Fight Crab is. I've seen it, and I didn't pull the trigger on it yet because wasn't didn't know if it was any good or not. Yeah, I haven't I haven't touched it yet, but uh, I'm I wish it was a, a an English cover, but that's as far as I know the only way. And knowing my luck, it's gonna be brought out in America, and I'll be like, yay, double dip, we. <laughs> <laughs> ah, craziness. But, but yeah, you know, back, right? Huh. What's up? J- JP came back. I'm well, here. I, yeah, I heard his kids in the background. They were serenading us while we were talking. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't sure if you knew. Cause I was like, oh, I could tell that JP's back. So, uh, so JP, what did you get in since we went over what we got in? Sure. So this week I got in from Germany Seasons Match 1, 2, 3 HD, all on cart. I got in also... I also got in the Iokana, uh, Four Rhythms Across the Blue. I got in today three games. I got in Instant Sports Summer Games. I got in Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon. It is. The Familia Myth Infinite Combat. And then I got the European cover release of Super Trench Attack from Pixel Heart. Nice. So slow, small week this week so far. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a slow week for JP. Um, so JP, we were, um, tap dancing while we could wait for you to get back. Um, go ahead and give us your, cause we talked about super blood hockey. We talked about our experiences. We also talked about that Evo land, uh, one and two are good from super rare is going to be our next game of the playcast. but mm-hmm. go ahead and give us your, uh, super blood hockey story. Sure. 
So for me, I called my team the Switch Maniacs. I was Coach JP. Yeah. Um, I am horrible at that game, and it's okay because <laughs> I think what's great about it is I don't necessarily want it to be easy, and I'm glad that it's not just go up to the goal, as I was saying, and scoring every time. I mean, it is it, there's strategy involved. Like, yes, it's simple arcade hockey where you pass, shoot, and and you you know attack your opponents or even your own members. But I think what's great is that at the end of the match, you kind of see the like the the percentages and the goalies at least for me block like 87 to 95 percent of the shots Mm -hmm. and that just really means that you have to have a lot of strategy so early on and this is why i'm glad i did the the tutorial is that you know you have to really learn how to pass to your teammates trick the goalie you know have him move to another area and then score and even then it's not guaranteed but to me the game is just incredibly fun i mean the chiptune music uh from sean is just I mean, that, I, I just want that music. I mean, it's just, it pumps you up, it gets you excited, and it's just, it's perfect arcade hockey music. Um, the game itself is perfect. Either you're doing the exhibition and you're just, you're just enjoying it, or you're doing the franchise mode where, you know, you, you recruit your inmates as your team members, and then you actually have them on like a training regimen, you have mm-hmm. them on a diet. I mean, it's so detailed. And I think, honestly, at first glance, people may think, oh, it's just like an NES hockey game with blood. And it's so much more than that. Like, yeah, it has that. And that's exactly like the, the nostalgia appeal. But the game is so in-depth. And it's and it's so witty, too. Like, you really can read all of the posters. You can read all of, like, the, the different options that you have for your team members. Like, I love where it's like, you know, drugs are bad. But don't worry, you won't be tested at any point. You can actually give your team members drugs. I mean, it's just like, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Um, the game is just fun and funny. Like it, it really took me by surprise when I first started playing it, but it, it's, it's really enjoyable. And yeah, you know, like I said, we're doing the physical of it because we do like it, but honestly, like even if we weren't, I mean, this is a game that I would have picked up. Um, and like I said, I'm not a hockey fan. Like I'm not even an JP, arcade did you fan. throw any of your players into the dumpster yet? Did you, did you kill anybody? No, no. So I have not. Um, I've, I think I've KO'd some of the opponents. Uh, I've, you hey. know, on your calendar. One you of my guys, your... JP got injured with a sprained ankle. I pulled the plug on him and he squirted blood. Like he was in a nightmare on Elm street. It was like blood everywhere. I'm like, what? A sprained oh, ankle. And I love that when they're actually explaining, like, you know, they're, they're showing you the locker room and the training area. And they're like, yeah, you know, if anyone gets injured, you could just throw them in, in the dumpster. And you're thinking, ha like, it's a funny little joke. And it's not. I mean, like, I mean, Loren has, I mean, he, he made, to me, honestly, I feel like this is going to be a hidden gem on the console. Um, because it really is so much more than just bloody retro arcade hockey. And if it was only that, it would have been enough. But there's just so much more in that franchise mode. And it really is like an RPG because even when you lose, um, you know, against the opponents, you're still leveling up your characters and you get to choose what you want to do. So do you want them to build up their strength? Do you want to teach them how to fight? Do you want the speed, you know, the accuracy, all that kind of stuff? And there's a lot of strategy to it. And there's also like 99 players you can choose from all with different attributes. So to me... It's just highly enjoyable, um, whether you're doing the franchise mode, whether you're doing the just the exhibition or the tournament. I mean, it really is such a solid game, and it, it's so much fun. Like, it really is. It's just... JP, if we have anything to say about it, it's not going to be a hidden gem. It's going to be a known gem. Oh, yeah. 
Hey, it'll be hidden in a couple of years if people don't uh, pre-order it. That's for sure. But, <laughs> you better uh, get your copy. <laughs> that's right. Pre-orders are open on premiumeditiongames.com right now. Uh, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I'm very happy that this is our first release. Um, and as I got to replay it again for the playcast, it just makes me realize and remember exactly why we picked it as our first game. I mean, it's just it is fantastic. So um, that that's my two cents on it. I'm I'm a huge fan. So. Yeah. So, so now that people have listened, I can absolutely go into um, project update territory since we are absolutely not waiting until pre-orders close to begin like ordering the game and everything. Like we're not waiting forever. Like we're gonna we're beginning the entire production. We began it well before we announced the company. Um, so literally, I got back the um, the patches. Uh, not not the actual in hand, but the quotes for the patches, and they look amazing. Like like they're woven, woven patches that are like hand woven. And when we're talking patches, we're talking the challenge patches that we alluded to last week on the playcast. And yeah, so our cards are going to be a challenge card. It's going to be amazing. So how do you get this challenge uh, patch? I've already done the challenge actually, but I I couldn't couldn't. No, you haven't. That. Barry, because we're not going to, there's no screenshot and the challenge is not going to be spoiled to anybody listening. Um, so you you haven't, you haven't done the challenge. And, and if Barry says that, then we'll just have to change what the pat, the challenge is. And (laughs) before we print the card, um, because if it gets spoiled, then we're changing the challenge. We're going to make it really hard, like master and get, go undefeated in franchise mode for an entire season or something. (laughs) <laughs> How do people find out about this challenge card? So the the challenge card is going to be included with every premium edition that we do, which is every release. Um, but you literally have to open the game to see the card. And on the front of the card is going to be exactly what's on our promo items. Like, not exactly, but it's what's on the promo items. Um, and so you're that retro super blood hockey. But on the back is going to be a classic challenge. So it'll be interesting to see um, to see people like realize that when they don't listen to the playcast and they're like, oh my god, there's a there's a challenge. Um, and then what we'll do is when people follow the instructions on the back of the card, they will be able to get a patch that we will mail to them for free. And that's the only way to have a complete edition of the game. Uh, interesting. Um, literally doing some fun here. And I'm talking right now because we lost connectivity, of course, which is classic. Um, classic, it won't be a Switch Mania playcast without you know having some craziness on, on the, uh, the cast. It's so funny. <laughs> Making hilarious. Now I have to join the call. Happened all night. All right. Yeah, so my uh, internet just turned off. That was pretty fun. Um, I sit there and the recording's still going. And I said there wouldn't be a Switch Mania playcast if we didn't have millions of technical errors all night. It's mm-hmm. classic. Classic. One yeah. day. One day will be a perfect playcast. Until then, we will just be us. <laughs> Do our best. 
Exactly. Um, so yeah, so everybody should definitely check out uh, Super Blood Hockey. Of course, buy it at premiumeditiongames.com. Support what we're doing. We appreciate it. Everybody who has already supported us, we, we definitely appreciate it. It's amazing, and it's going to be great bringing our first physical game to the Nintendo Switch. Um, it's great. Are you uh, are you going back live, or are we just staying off? Because well, Rowan, Rowan's been like... Should I go to sleep or not? I mean, we are still <laughs> streaming. Like, it's streaming right now. Is it? Yeah, I mean, it, we probably had a pause, and, you know, it's the internet, Barry, so we can just keep going with the playcast and we'll let the well, streamers no, listen. That. Let's continue with the playcast since we're recording live for those on Anchor. They're not seeing the stream. Let's continue to go. Uh-huh. Um, should we go to the dollar challenge now? Sure. Let's go to the challenge. Cool. We did have a poll, though, for uh, Super Blood Hockey. Yeah, let's see the poll. What yeah. was the poll? So I said, have you played Super Blood Hockey? Comment below as well as your thoughts on the game if you have, and we'll read them on the show tonight. Um, so I did it just a little while ago. So we had 53 votes, and I said, puck yes, puck no. And we had 77.4% of people have not played this game. 22.6% of people have. And that just tells me that they're in for a treat when they pick up the physical, because it really is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so from Giorgio Asmir said once i get the money i'm definitely playing it i'll be listening to the show anyway to hear your thoughts about the game so nice. thank you in advance for listening um at dastardly m said was a great game to run through a season building up a dynasty around my medically enhanced prison players absolutely <laughs> um at medic paul once said one of the first games i bought on the eShop. i love the retro feel that reminded me of ice hockey on the nes except better with the blood plus the campaign that reminded me of golf story with the humor and then I said to him, the humor hooks you in right from the beginning. The tutorial is hilarious. So yeah. to everybody, so this was a late poll. I think I'm going to actually put it out again and run it for a little bit longer after they listen to this episode. Sure. But yeah, I, uh, I'm, uh, I'm excited because all those people that said no, I expect them to uh, have a yes next time. <laughs> I expect them to. That's right. <laughs> if you just like, you know, you better be a yes. I don't want Absolutely. to see any <laughs> classics. And he says he's a nice guy. Yes. Yeah. So dollar yeah. challenge. Yeah, yes. dollar challenge. All right. So who's gonna go first? I'll start off. Um, so sure. I picked. It was a ninety-nine cent game on the eShop. It's called Car Quest, and it's uh, actually stole my game. No, you picked a different one. I know, but that was mine for next week because it was suggested to me for next week. So I went ahead and bought it for next week, <laughs> and it was. Sorry. Suggested- <laughs> All right, so the developer and publisher is Ezone. It came out on October 25th, and it's an adventure puzzle platformer racing game. Um, it's actually really cool because you have like a little toy car-esque thing with a somewhat open world for each level, mm-hmm. and you have to solve the puzzle of getting to the end stage. So what that is is you kind of collect these, I call them like nitro boosts that, as far as I know, don't really do anything except when you get enough of them, you technically unlock the next level. Um, but you don't really need that many. But what it is is you have to find these puzzle pieces, and as you find them, it opens up another area. So you find one puzzle piece, it breaks off a piece of the wall, so it makes a ramp now, so you can get to the next level. And the whole idea is you keep finding these hidden hidden puzzle pieces to keep unlocking the different paths so you can get through. Um, and it actually is really cool. I mean, I'm looking at the eShop. You really can go everywhere. The nice. ca- the the car controls are relatively smooth. I don't want to say they're clunky, um, but you know, like 
turning and like even their their version of drifting it's it's um i, I mean it's not the, the most solid but the game is enjoyable and what's really cool is you have this um floating head narrator that has a little bit of humor to him like you know he'll say funny things and he'll guide you along the way but it's really fun solving the puzzles because you do have to jump off ramps you have to carefully go on on tight paths and things like that and i've gotten through a few of the the levels um you know the features here it says four plus hours of gameplay 15 plus surreal realms to discover 100 plus artifacts to collect and things like that you know, there's no damage, no time limit, so you go at your own pace. But honestly, for a dollar, which I don't even think it's on sale because it's just showing up as a, as a buck, uh, cool. it's a really good value and it's a lot of fun. Um, so I would, I personally would recommend it, Barry. I would recommend that you still play it. <laughs> yeah, Barry. You have to get it. Can't use nope. it next uh, week. <laughs> and nope. then, uh, and it does say here you unlock new cars by completing the game um and things like that so nice. it's, it's it's a fun it's a fun solid dollar game nice uh, i still have my game from last week that i had ready that you all didn't <laughs> didn't have one so That's mine cool. um mine was is regularly 3.99 um mm-hmm. i got it for seven cents nice. and it's called the rains down players um the rains down players is a rhythm-based RPG. It tells the story of two amateur actors trying to make it big on the wrong side of the river in the town of Rainsdown. Um, basically, the two actors have acquired a rundown theater, and they put on shows to entertain the local townsfolk, but they're not scared to show their opinions, and they literally like throw tomatoes and bottles. And so while you're acting, you have to do press the buttons to, to the beat, in order to dodge all of the, uh, the the garbage that they're throwing at you, which is, like, hilarious. <laughs> um, the art style looks like it's from, like, Mother or Earthbound. Um, really, mm-hmm. really colorful artwork. Um, and then in between, when you put on your plays, you go around and you talk to everyone. Um, as you start to talk to everyone, you get to collect cards and stuff, which are really fun to find. Uh, you, you progress the storyline. Um, and you try to impress people uh, in order to further expand your acting capabilities. And it's it really crazy. There's tons of mini-games in there. So you can do, like, fishing. There's yoga. There's this one really fun one where you're firing cannons at snakes in boats to prevent them from destroying your castle. So, like, they just moved from the right to the left. And you, like, shoot mm-hmm. cannons at them to prevent them. And it's, like, these snakes with, like, tongues sticking out. And they have, like, no faces. It's, like, ridiculous. <laughs> like, it's just hilarious. And everything about the game is simplistic and fun. Um, it's a great title. I enjoyed it. Um, it's just, it, it doesn't have, like, a ton of your classic, like, RPG action. But it's still pretty cool that for seven cents I found a role-playing game that was super creative. Nice. Yeah. Wow. That is cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eric? So, my game um, came as a complete surprise. Uh, I actually found another game that, that I was thinking about doing, and then this stumbled upon my screen, and I was like, oh, this looks actually good compared to some of the other games I picked. <laughs> and that is Motor Rush GT, which mm-hmm. normally is fourteen ninety nine. 93% off to 99 cents. Nice. And uh, this actually used up the rest of my gold points. I had to uh, actually drop a couple cents. 
uh, in the eShop for it. But it is a arcade motorcycle racer. And I can totally see this being an arcade cabinet, kind of like Arctic Thunder, if you remember that. Yeah. Where you're, like, you're on, you know, riding on a bike. It's first person. You can do wheelies. And when you do wheelies, like, it pops up. You can't see the road. And you pretty much have to go from, like, your start to, to the end. And it tells you how far away you are from the end. But you have to dodge in and out of traffic, some coming towards you, some away from you. You get points for doing near misses and doing combos. And, of course, if you crash resets your combos but you start back from where you crash from but it is like it's exhilarating it's fun the graphics are really good um it's just just that type of arcadey uh action there's different challenges to do is over 100 levels you could do endless and one thing that really got me um is i played normally like with the analog stick but you could also play with motion where you can use the pro controller and tilt to turn or you can use Joy-Con to turn or you can even put it in the motorcycle Toy-Con um, from Labo. Oh. Use that to steer and play the game, um, which I thought was really cool because especially being first person. Um, and yeah, it's, it's honestly a lot of fun, way better than I was expecting. I, I must have played this for about two hours before I realized I'm like, wow, I've been playing this this long just because it was it was like just trying to beat my score and to beat my time and trying to do it without crashing. And and some of it was just hilarious. Like, oh, I'm just doing this wheelie for a bit and I put down the my bike and suddenly there's a truck right in front of me and I just crash. And it's like, all right, that was pretty that was pretty funny. You know, of course, it's funny because no one actually gets hurt. Um, but yeah, it's it is honestly one game I do recommend checking out from this under a dollar challenge. Nice. Sounds like we had three solid games this week. So so you know how we're gonna decide the winner. Listeners, you need to go to anchor.fm slash switchmania um, mm-hmm. and leave us a voice message telling us who won the challenge this week. I think mm-hmm. we all win right now, and nobody votes. We all win, yay! But everyone isn't a winner. Everyone isn't a winner. Somebody has to has to win. I um, think ju- the consumer wins for under what under two bucks. They're gonna get all three of those games. Yeah, for real. That's crazy. That's awesome. Exactly, and I we all enjoyed our games this week, which is awesome. It's great. That's why I love the dollar challenge too. Is it also experiences um, allows us to experience games mm-hmm. that we would have normally not played. Super cool. Absolutely. Uh, So, JP, what new games are coming out? I know that there's a couple, right? Yeah, if if anyone remembers October, when we normally have these heavy week releases, uh, it's coming early this year, uh, which is really surprising. (laughs) I don't, I mean, Barry, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't remember seeing a week this busy in in a while. Um, But we'll go through it, and this actually won't even be all of them because I still have to go through the Asia Japanese releases, and I feel like there's one or two coming out um but this is mainly what i'm going to read is the retail releases and the upcoming pre-orders from the uh limited and indie companies so first one that's still going till september 22nd is super blood hockey so don't forget to pre-order that at premiumeditiongames.com okay and be cognizant that you know we have a pre-order window everyone so like once the pre-order window is done pre-order window is done yeah that's true so on Tuesday, August 25th, we're going to see Giraffe and Annika Musical Mayhem Edition come out. We're also going to see House Flipper in the U.S. now. We're going to see Oddworld Munch's Odyssey, regular and limited edition. Ruiner from Special Reserve Games opens up for pre-order. And it's still unclear if Limited Run is doing a variant cover. I haven't seen her 
or heard of it, but you never know. So be on the lookout. Then Street Power Soccer is coming in the U.S. and Street Power Football, same game, just different name, in the U.K. So that means two covers for JP. Then on Friday, we have Captain Tsubasa, Rise of New Champions. In the U.S., we're getting the Standard Edition. In the U.K., they're getting the Deluxe, the Collectors, and they're getting a Foosball one where you can actually get like a giant size full size foosball table pretty cheap I, right oh no yeah. i think it was like two thousand dollars maybe <laughs> it, it was like handmade by one of like the premier people who make like the foosball tables i think barry's definitely gonna get that because he's a lot of room in his game room oh yeah well the good news for me is it's not in the game box so i don't need to get that one but i am getting the deluxe from the uk because it's a different cover sounds like um, we need to get a foosball table in a game box <laughs> yeah we do uh gear club unlimited two tracks edition which is i believe is just going to be a new version of unlimited two um case with the dlc code in it but the same cartridge as the original um i could be wrong but when i get in i'll open it up and show it on social media we're getting immortal realms vampire wars jump force deluxe edition uh limited run games is supposed to be opening up pre-orders for mighty gunvolt burst According to their LRG3, it's at August 28th, so that's what I'm going with. Uh, We're getting Nexomon Extinction, which is P-Cube's version, I guess, of Pokemon. It looks actually really cool. Um, But if you like Pokemon, I think you'll enjoy this one. And then I'm going to put this here, even though you can buy it from Limited Run. But apparently, Nurse Love Obsession, that was an LRG title, um, is coming to GameStop. And on their website, it's still showing as the 28th is releasing, so I'm going to put it here. Same um, cover? Yeah. I, I, you have to correct me, but I thought this was a distributed title. I could be wrong. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe there was a card with it. I don't remember. But um, I'll double-check later, and if I'm wrong, I'll correct myself. But, uh, yeah, it's the exact same cover from what I've seen. So if you bought it from Limited Run Games, or I think you still can, it's the same one that's going to be at GameStop. Other than that, I mean, I didn't see anything else, but as we all know, we get surprise announcements all the time, so there could be more. Um, to make Nurse sure you're... I just checked. Nurse Love Obsession is a distributed game and available right now still. Interesting. Okay, so you could buy it already at Limited Run Games' website or go to GameStop next week. Um, if you want to see the full list with links and pictures and details of all those collector editions and what is included jpswitchmania.com normally gets this weekly release post normally gets posted on sunday or saturday night and a lot of time into that too jp yeah it takes i mean i'll say for one that's going to be like this probably three to five hours um just it may go a little less because i've done the legwork of knowing which games are coming out but normally you know i'm going to the different sites i'm double checking dates because i've already seen some games on best buy's website that i know is not coming out um, but I always have to just do my due diligence. So, you know, I'll put images. I'll put if there's any promotions. Like, for instance, Street Power Soccer, if you pre-order it at Best Buy, you get a $10 e-gift card. So I'll have that in in my weekly release post. So check it out. Uh, it's always a good thing to just use as a reference to make sure you don't miss anything. I use it. I know that. So that is what's coming out next week as of right now. Nice. I mean, it's cool to see, you know, all the new stuff that's always coming out. Yeah. Um, did you mention a game called Mebus on um, Physicality? Mebus? Yeah, because okay. I just went to uh, Physicality's website and Mebus loaded and then the rest of the website loaded in front of it. 
Like, there's literally some I mean, weird game that they're about to announce, I think. I know Mebus, Mebus is, I think, the developer for Rolling Gunner. No, I didn't. No, let me... Uh... Maybe it's just Rolling Gunner, then, because it was weird. Because it was like... This is the name of the developer. Yeah. That's, ah, okay. that's Rolling Gunner. Which is... Yeah. Okay, so while we're there, physicality games, you can yep. pre-order Rolling Gunner, Guilty Gear 20th Anniversary. Yep. Uh, you can also do Slay Away Camp. And I think that's it right now. Mm-hmm. For now. Yeah, that's it. But it's really cool. Um, I mean, we are seeing a lot of games come out all the time. Um, it's really why we're going super slow when it comes to um, our releases, too. Because, I mean, we ourselves are having trouble keeping up. We don't want to have people that want to, you know, get you know, engaged in what we're doing here at Premium Edition and, like, get overwhelmed with a ton of releases. Like, we're... We want to bring experiences to people, right? Yep. Absolutely. So our first game is Super Blood Hockey, and you can pre-order it right now. <laughs> in case you didn't know. In case you didn't know, you still can pre-order Super <laughs> Blood Hockey. It didn't go away during the, the recording. Oh, no. It's, it's still here. Luckily, luckily, the website is not subjected to our crappy internet at each person's house. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh my goodness. Gotta love it, though. It's not a Switch Mania Playcast until we have like 27 different issues with audio. Yeah, that's true. Gotta love it. Hey, um, that's how you know it's authentic. Yes. <laughs> so is there uh, anything else uh, to go over this time? Um... You know, I, I will say I think one really cool thing is that for uh, the upcoming game for um, Special Reserve, which is going to be Ruiner, they announced that it's all the copies are going to come with a 102-page art book. Nice. That's crazy. I don't know what the cost is yet. I don't actually know if they posted it, but I think that's going to be cool. And I believe it is going to be an open pre-order into September. So, you know, just make sure you don't forget. Because what's really interesting, and I'm telling you this, this happens all the time. I had somebody message me today, and they said um, Greece. I think it was Greece and Carry On closed their pre-orders at Special Reserves at 1 p.m. Um, and normally, you know, we're all used to limited run games at 11:59 p.m. And this was the same case with the person. So he messaged me. He said, "What? The pre-orders are closed already?" And I said, "Yeah, they they closed at one." I said, "You know, it's been up for a month." He's like, "Yeah, but you know, we have other things going on also, and I missed it now." I'm telling you, you know. I'll, I'll use our game as an example. It may be open until September 22nd, but don't wait because what happens is at the last minute something comes up, you miss it. It happens all the time, yep. uh, not even on purpose. So if you know you want the game, just do yourself a favor, secure a copy, and then you don't have to worry about it. Yes, with the Playcast, we'll remind you, but you know you don't want to be that person that goes to the website, ready to pre-order, and it's closed. Mm-hmm. So Exactly. Yeah, let that be a life lesson from an actual gamer friend. It does happen, and I'm always worried that it's going to happen to me one day. So um, we have been making the rounds. Um, I know JP and I were on the VG Mobster uh, podcast a couple days yes. ago, which I think was up- having us. Was it uploaded already, or is it still coming yeah. out? Oh, yeah, it went up. We shared it. So if you go to Facebook, nice. Twitter, even I think Instagram, uh, the link to that YouTube episode is up now nice and then yesterday i was on the um video game world series retro world series podcast Mm -hmm. with my buddy hal i didn't realize it was going to be live and it was actually live (laughs) when i did it and it was funny 
but like people were asking like lots of questions. They were trying to get me to divulge like one of our new releases, and I was like, nope, not talking about a new release. I said, we what we do is we will announce it on a premium edition direct in the future. <laughs> um, and then uh, JP, we have a new member for the team, right? Yes, we do. So. We all like to welcome, and his nickname now, whether he wants it or not, is Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank. Frank the <laughs> Tank. So, <laughs> so you may know Frank. Uh, he's one of our reviewers on JP Switch Mania. Very yeah. great guy. Very funny guy. Uh, he works at a retro video game store where he lives. And if you follow them, uh, he he does like he does like their. Uh, commercial videos on social media. He's just a really great guy, funny guy. So he is joining our marketing and communications team. He's going to be helping out with Facebook and other social media activities. So you can expect his kind of humor to be integrated into our company. Uh, So I am excited to have uh, brought him on. And I don't know if, Jeffrey, you can't even talk yet about another person we've been talking with. But let's just say, okay, what I will say is one thing that we want to do is, you know, we are gamers. We're making games for gamers, and yep. we're we're from the community. I mean, everyone knows us. We are in in the Switch community, and that's how we want to build our company. So, what we are doing is we're trying to bring in people from the community that have a passion like we do to do something with physical games. So, you know, Frank wanted to jump on with the social media and the marketing aspect, and I thought mm-hmm. this was a great opportunity. We have other people that we won't say just yet, but they have their own talents that you probably have seen or they wanted to explore even more. And I'm glad we'll have this outlet for them to grow with us. And that's what we want is we want this to be a community company. And I think it's on the right track for that. I will absolutely say if, you know, people hit us up um, on social media, like just send us messages or whatever, like we can... Definitely entertain any kind of pitches if you have a unique skill set because we are growing. I, I call it organically growing because, like, yeah. literally, if you're passionate about stuff, like, we might, you know, bring you on. Like, right now, we're starting up, so it'll be a, um, a monster here in a little bit as JP begins to ramp up PR and everything because, like, you got to realize we've just been doing social media right now, everybody. Like, you're about to see us everywhere. There's going to be billboards with JP's face <laughs> on them in new jersey because we've realized everybody's in new jersey except for me apparently in gaming that's, that's right. true yeah that's true yeah, we need, yeah. i need to stay away from there at places we all just live right next to each other yeah that makes <laughs> it better <laughs> so great no I, I think it's gonna be a fun time i mean we've got i mean on tuesday it's gonna be technically four weeks until the end of our pre-order window yeah. for super blood hockey but yeah you um you've right now seen the organic uh uh, grassroots marketing of us just reaching out within the community, but we have a lot of plans uh, with a lot of aspects to our company to improve what we've already announced and to just make sure that people know about us because that's really the important thing. And to everyone who's been sharing our tweets, who've been commenting, who pre-ordered the game, thank you already. I mean, it's, it's been tremendous to see that support. Um, if you know people that play video games, that like hockey, that like retro let them know about premium edition games. I mean, that's that's really how how we're going to grow. It's within the community, and we want to keep making fun games. I mean, that 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 is our goal, um, and you'll see that with our releases. We're picking games that we would want to play. Um, and just so you know, we didn't forget. We will have an announcement regarding international shipping soon. We hope very yes. soon. 
Like yes. we are working it, literally yes. waiting on the ink to dry on a deal. That's what we're waiting on. Like like once that is though, like we we've been making like you know subtle hints, but like we're working it because we want everybody yeah. to experience super blood hockey without having to uh take out a second mortgage on their house for shipping <laughs> yeah. like yeah. for real like like at, like at first off we were like man sorry but even the u.s is about to raise shipping internationally and we're yeah. like, man what do we do and luckily you know lots of community members have reached out and we're we're hopefully going to be able to um offer something comparable to where it like should be about the same shipping for everyone. That would be amazing. Exactly. That's that, that's the goal. If we can get the shipping down, so that way it's like you know that five dollars for everyone, because we've gotten it down to about five dollars to everybody in the U.S. as well. Unless you're like super far out in the out like one side or the other of the country. <laughs> um, yep. But like, yeah, it's like we want that for, to be for everyone because we want everyone to you know be right on par and be able to get the games. Yeah, and I I will say to that point, um, we don't want anyone to miss our games, and this is why you know I'm glad we got that feedback. You know, it was something we were aware of, but you know, when you get that feedback, and it's still positive feedback because we want our company to be accessible, we want our yeah. games to be accessible, and we don't want you to miss Super Blood Hockey or Pigeon Dev Collection, and definitely not a robot named Fight. So for us to be able to, we're hoping you know this week or next to announce something. We're very excited about that too because. Um, you know, that's just something that we were aware of. The other thing I will say is on Discord, where Barry lives, um, <laughs> there is a section for suggested games. So if there are physical games that you want to see made, go in there, join our Discord, comment. You can also tag us on, on social media, tag the developer or the publishers. Um, we look at everything. You know, we can't guarantee, just like all the other companies, we can't, you know, outright say yes or no, we're going to do a game. But we will entertain and we will look into every game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it you know, doesn't if matter right, if it's already released or if it's coming soon. On the eShop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I mean, bigger... even anything. Like, I mean, the, the thing with the Nintendo Switch that has been amazing has been the accessibility for developers to be able to port over games. So even if there's stuff yeah. over on Steam that you yeah. think might be cool, um, or even on the NES. We've seen games from the NES port of the Switch. Haunted Halloween 86 was one. So, yeah. like... Whatever you think might be cool, like we'll we'll look into it because there might be a way to get it on our favorite console. Absolutely, yeah, definitely our favorite console. Yeah, for sure. Like I I was trying to explain that uh, to Hal on you know the the Retro World Series podcast. I was like, you don't get it. Like the Nintendo Switch hits like every generation. We've had ports, we've had versions, we've had inspirations from every single generation of gaming. And it has been an amazing experience over the course of the last four years. And as things have gotten crazier and the eShop gets flooded, um, there, there needs to be more people that are taking the time to release these games physically. And we're only able to do so much. Like... Wish we had time to do more, but we're going to be rolling out slowly just because, like, it's just so much time in the day to do things right. And that's literally it. We want to do things right by not only the community, but by the developers who are also putting in thousands of hours into developing their games. We want to give every game its due. Like, Super Blood Hockey is an amazing experience, and, like, people were talking all about it last year, and then it kind of went silent. And 
then when we got the opportunity, which just happened to be happenstance to release it physically, we were like, uh, yes, we're listening. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, and we were like, oh, yeah, this is a perfect first release because this is a game that was like almost viral last year when it when it popped out. And everybody was saying it was one of the best hidden eShop games out there. Yeah. And I can absolutely see why. I mean, I will say, just looking at it, you know, with screenshots, it looks fun. It looks like, wow, this is like a violent old-school hockey game. But I'm telling you, that franchise mode, mm-hmm. there's so much depth to it. Like, I know I've said it before, and I'll, I'll keep saying it again. But there's so much humor to it. There's so much strategy to it. And it really just adds another level to the game. Because you will be playing hockey games within the franchise mode. You have your calendar, and you have your game days, and you have your playoff days, and then you have your training days. But, I mean, there's so much. You can get so involved in this game to really customize your team that it's more than just an arcade hockey game. You know what um, we got to do is we got to call it a violent hockey RPG. Because in, in reality, like, it is a role-playing game because you are leveling up stats for your characters. You are, so, yeah. like, So, like, we probably need to make that very clear as we do our, our grassroots marketing as we push it forward. But, hey, this is a hockey rpg because it really is and there was one thing that uh barry and i talked about while you were rebooting jp this is actually you know not the only hockey game on the switch because you have that weird one that's part of the the fun family game thing there's also Mm -hmm. one other game that's a little bit similar to um super blood hockey on the kunio kun collection you have icky icky hockey boo which is which is a really fun one that's like almost has rpg elements but but you get this in a modernized format with super blood hockey with violence and gore and humor and craziness and you know it's just like the rpg aspects to it are something that we can't understate and honestly even thinking about like on our page like it we're focusing on the hockey we need to talk yeah. about the RPG now. I think I think for the last month we're going to be talking about the RPG because that's been the part, at least from all three of us, really that's impressed us the most from this yeah. Playcast episode. Yeah, you have a solid game on its own. So like, right, you just go into exhibition, you're going to have a fun time. But then when you want the meat and more of it, that's that franchise mode, and it's just it it it's fantastic and it's fun. Like it really is fun, and it's fun taking each of your players and individually like training them or deciding on what you want to do with them um and you know i've just only started i've only really scratched the surface even playing it for a while so i'm looking forward to diving more into it and i'm definitely looking forward to popping in that physical cartridge uh in the you know in in the coming months and i think that's gonna feel awesome oh yeah no greater feeling no it's definitely definitely something that if you just look at the screenshots and even if you just look at the trailer um i think it undersells it Mm-hmm. Like it, I can definitely see where it's like, oh, well, maybe there's not a lot of meat to this. It's you know, pick up and play and be done. But there's a lot to this game. That franchise mode is, yeah, is really amazing and took me by surprise. The amount of RPG elements in it, it's awesome. It, it, you know, kind I of just, reminds me of like yeah. the Mario Tennis and the Mario Golf on the uh, the Game Boy Color that were like RPGs. Mm-hmm. It's just so good. Yeah, because, I mean, it's not just, you know, match, level up, match. I mean, you're talking with all of the different players. You're just deciding what you want to do. And even when you lose, you're still leveling up. And so far, I've been losing. Like, I'm horrible. I'll I'll tie with them. And then, you know, at the very last second, they somehow get a, a shot off of me. But it's just, it's fun. And thankfully, I haven't, you know, had any characters KO yet. Because I can only afford to have my initial, like, 
four players and goalie. So if you know one dies, I'm I'm kind of screwed because I have no money left. So but it's, it's did what? you run out of money at all? Run, no, I have like six hundred and sixty-six dollars or something. I got down to like two or three dollars at the end, <laughs> right before a game night, and then I won because I I'm undefeated nice. right now, but I've only played a couple games in season. But I'm definitely not undefeated in exhibition. I've gotten my butt whipped in exhibition. Oh yeah, but like hey, I mean, was, it, yeah, yeah. I was say, an interesting number you just picked, um, JP. Oh, I'm I'm estimating, but yeah, six six six. Yeah, but but I will say, I mean, it's going to be a challenging game, and it's no joke when you see that percentage and and the opposing goalie block like ninety five percent of the shots, and you've taken like fifty shots in in that, in that amount of time. Um, but it's crazy because you also get the rating on how violent you were, you know, how many fights you did, you know, how many times you you attack somebody. I mean, it's it's so much detail to that game. I mean, it's just it's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I have updated the um, the premium edition release to say RPG a few times and a role playing game a few times. A violent retro arcade style ice hockey RPG. Because <laughs> it is though, like it really is. See, so the yeah. Switch Mania Playcast has helped uh, better Super Blood Hockey on PremiumEditionGames.com. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah. So, um, should we wrap up the playcast, everyone? Let's do it. Let's do it. So, where can we find us? Do I start? You always start. I always start. Holy crap. All right. So, uh, you can find me at premiumeditiongames.com only. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Obviously, you can also get my books at hagensalley.com have a few copies left of the Switch Collector, as well as things like the super Complete SNES Pocket Edition, which is on sale for $10. Super affordable. And the Complete <laughs> Virtual Boy, which is $20 right now for to read about every Virtual Boy game out there. Um, I am on Facebook and the Twitter at Hagen's Alley and on Instagram at Hagen's Alley Books. Barry. You can find me on Twitter at Hawk Hellfire. You can also find me next Monday. I will be on the We The Gamer cast. And you could also find me on Facebook and on YouTube at Nintendo Fuse. JP? Don't forget about at Discord where you live, Barry. Well, I'm always on our Discord, yes. He lives and, there. And at emails, you know. <laughs> You'll always find me there. You email us, you go to Discord, you will absolutely find me there, 100%. Yeah. So you can find me at Premium Edition Games on social media. So that's Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Visit us on our website. And then on my personal channel, that's JP Switch Mania. So jpswitchmania.com, mm-hmm. Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. I, I see a pattern here. Uh, but if you want to be kept up to date on all the upcoming Switch physical releases and just news in general, please give my Twitter channel a follow. I also do a lot of giveaways, and I have two going on right now. Uh, one with Game Decks to give away one of their uh, Super Mutant Mud Super Packs. And then also with First Press Games, we're giving away two copies of Shadow Bug uh, from Muro Studios, the regular edition. So those are my two giveaways for the week. And then, of course, I've been teasing uh, our first premium edition giveaway. Mm. And if you're listening, I can confirm it's happening. It's an Animal Crossing Nintendo Switch console uh, with goodies, so it's that's only happening. It's happening. Only one of the <laughs> the prizes, so you can bet yeah. it's going to be a big one. So stay tuned to Premium Edition One 
on Twitter or yeah. Premium Edition Games on Facebook. Sign up for our newsletter right on our website so you don't miss any of the news that we're going to be pumping out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, thanks for checking us out. And I promise you that won't be our only giveaway. We will definitely have more surprises and such because oh, yeah. as we continue to progress, there will be many an item that come out that we will be doing Ooh. as getaways. giveaways. Ooh. All right, everybody. Uh, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Have a good one.